0: Welcome back to the Freelance Fairy Tales podcast, where we chat all things remote work, freelancing, mindset, and financial freedom. This week, I'm very excited to welcome on my good friend, Georgia Austin, who has broken Fiverr records with her Fiverr Pro and top level seller copywriting profile. Say that 10 times fast. I had the pleasure of meeting Georgia through Instagram because of Clubhouse, no less, which I now hate that app, but I'm glad I met you, and was even able to cover how she scaled her Fiverr profile to 21k per month in just three months on the platform. I'm sure it's grown since then, so we will talk about that. Georgia is also the owner of Wizard of Content, an international copywriting agency. Freaking killing it. Georgia, hi. (laughs) Hi! It's so great to be here and see you again. I know. For everyone listening, Georgia and I send voice memos, we text each other, we bond over freelancing frustration, but we have never met each other in person, which is so funny today that you can know someone well enough, you know?
1: Yeah, it feels like we've just, we've always been chatting on video and just seems like completely normal. And it is. I
0: know. (laughs) I know, because at Clubhouse, we've heard each other's voice a ton, but we've never actually like had coffee in person so we're gonna have to fix that
1: sometime soon only problem is you are very far away from me if you're I still am. down in Brazil I am, but yeah I'm in Brazil right now but my dad actually lives in Philadelphia so I'm always in the US mm. so. Hopefully I can get out there soon anyway.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah, if you do, you definitely need to tell me because I I feel like I know you quite well. But (laughs) all right, so for everyone listening to this podcast, they are listening for Freelancing Help for Fiverr Help. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you all the basics because everyone's going to want to know. Let's start with the timeline because your timeline is so impressive how short you were on Fiverr to then have such monetary success so quickly so you could run through your timeline that would be
1: awesome. Sure so yeah in a nutshell well not really in a nutshell I'm going to take you way back since the beginning i I began my Fiverr profile in April 2020, and this was actually after I saw some of your TikTok videos and, like many other people on Fiverr, I was also inspired by your journey, and I decided to do the same, and yeah, I didn't really think anything would come off it, so I made my account, and to my surprise, I got my first order within two days, and I woke up to a notification in the morning, like, Congratulations! You've received your first order, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I I really wasn't expecting this at all. But as I'm sure most people know, the algorithm on Fiverr it does throw you on page one at some point, so you can always expect to have an order pretty soon, which is great. So everyone gets a chance, which is awesome. So yeah, Yeah. the first order in, in the first two days, and then over the next couple of months, I was doing maybe. Two or three, four gigs of per week. And it was it was good to kind of have a little side hustle. And I I'd, I'd really just started out being a freelancer in general because I'd left my full-time job in the December of the previous year. So this was really exciting for me to have a bit of extra income. I think I was yeah. doing maybe around between five hundred and a thousand dollars a month for about four months. And then I decided to apply to Fiverr Pro. And funnily enough, I the day I got accepted to Fiverr Pro. I believe it was July that same year. So just a few months after I started my profile, I got accepted to Fiverr Pro the same day that I got offered a full-time job as a marketing manager in New York. So, you know, mm. at the time I didn't see as much of a potential in being freelance on its own. So I kind of went down mm. a safe route and I ended up going ahead with the full-time job because this was also one of the first like senior positions that I'd ever had in my in my life. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go for this and I'm going to learn so much and I really did, which was an amazing experience. So I did that job until about December of that year and then sadly things didn't really work out. I think the company was affected by COVID, something like that, along those lines. So I ended up deciding to turn my Fiverr Pro back on and this was the first time I'd actually Used Fiber Pro. So that wow. was in, I think it was at the end of January, the start of February, let's say February. And then it just picked up so much. And it was, my, then my revenue was tripling every month. And it's just, it, I've never, I never expected it to grow this much and it's just insane, you know, now I have a, a big operation behind it, it's not just me, I, I actually don't really do much writing anymore but, you know, for the first few months on Fiverr Pro it was, it was very long working days. 14 hour days probably longer mm-hmm. than that and I know you have no. you you're when you were on Fiverr on your own you know you were doing this way longer than I am and I don't know how you managed to do such long working hours like that but you know 14 14 hours a day <laughs> yeah right 14 hours a day yeah. was my my limit so yeah. yeah that was probably for about three months that I was doing this by myself and then I was like you know no. what I need help. I can't keep working this way on my own. I'm going to have to bring on some other writers. And it was the best decision I've ever made. And here we are today doing amazing on Fiverr. And I have an agency as well. So, you know, I have two income streams here. So I'm I'm so happy with how it's turned out. Never expected this.
0: Yeah, that's unbelievable. Congratulations (laughs) to you. That's incredible. I know people are really going to be interested in this episode to hear you and I talk about building out an agency below us because people always say to me, how do I do that? How do I find writers? Yeah. How do I create an agency? What do we do next? So we will dive into that because people are going to be super interested to hear about that. Now, if you don't mind
1: my asking, can you anticipate what your profile will make this year or do you not want to say? Yeah, I th- I think when December comes around, I, maybe I will hit 500k by then, but that's pretty much all been this year. So last month I did two, last month I did sixty seven thousand on Fiverr, which was insane. Like I could just never imagine. And this is after Fiverr takes their twenty percent. So I'm almost doing a hundred K a month for Fiverr, you know? But minus the twenty oh percent. It's just crazy, honestly. I'm like
0: you guys, I've been dethroned and I'm okay with it because I'm I'm so bored with Fiverr that I'm like, Georgia, take it. Take it away. No, you'll always
1: be the queen of Fiverr.
0: Oh yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to become the queen of something else right now. I don't know what yet, but so tell everyone listening, what services do you sell on Fiverr to make
1: that much freaking money? Yeah. So similar to what you're offering, I think you offer more services than I do, but currently I have, I think I have six gigs. So I have website content, landing pages, which is basically the same thing. Like I have the same questionnaire for those gigs. So it's not much difference. Blogs, Mm -hmm social media captions, product descriptions, Amazon listings. And I think that's actually it. I used to offer a keyword research gig, but that didn't really work yeah. out. So I kind of, I prefer to have less gigs and, you know, my website content gig is my most popular one. So that brings in so many orders. I think on average, I'm doing around 20 orders a day, something like that. So yeah. there's a lot to deal with. what's your base average price
0: point if somebody buys one of your gigs what's like Mm -hmm. the starting price point that they would come in at
1: yeah so right now it's $95 and that's a little bit under the threshold for fiber pro services they actually tell you to start at $100 yeah but I don't I don't know why they've allowed me to do this I start at 95 for everything except website content so website content and landing pages start at 125
0: I know. You know what's funny? I did $100 on all of mine for the longest time. And this past spring, I purposely raised them mm-hmm. to 125 and 150 because I couldn't handle yeah. the work, even though I had an agency because I had all yeah. these other things coming my way too, like with a podcast and writing a book and like all this crazy stuff. I was like, I'm going to lose my mind if I don't yeah. slow this down yeah. right now. So I raised my prices and it did slow it. I do notice when you go past that $100 mark on Fiverr Pro, it actually does start to slow yeah. again because- I would say in general, the client on Fiverr is not necessarily a client with, you know, tens of thousands of dollars spilling out of their bank account. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to meet them, you know, a little bit in the middle. So that's very interesting that you start yours at $95. You do 20 orders a day. That's, That's insane. I remember... I remember a few times having like 38 orders in my queue and being like, I'm going to have to practice slow breathing or I'm going to (laughs) start
1: hyperventilating right now. Yeah, I've actually started doing that. I think every like 20 minutes I, I sit in my chair and I close my eyes for one minute and i Breathe in through my nose. And, yeah. On. yeah, breathe in through my nose. I had to think about that. Breathing through my nose and very slowly out of my mouth. And it actually makes me feel yeah. so much better. And I, I don't know why I've only just started doing this, but it's its crazy how simple things like that can make you feel so much better. So highly recommend that.
0: Totally.
1: Yeah, and I, like, I don't ever advocate that
0: anybody work the way I did for five or six years because yeah. I honestly feel like I'm almost having health repercussions now. Yeah, I'm I almost you. feel like my body is like finally able to relax finally Mm. because I have Mm. Brie working as my assistant now managing the agency below me. Yeah. And now that my body's relaxing, it's like, okay, you abused us so bad for five years. Like you need to just calm down right now
1: because we're not okay. (laughs) Yeah. All right. No, you have to, you have to, move away from that at some point. And I think, you know, anyone starting a business has to anticipate that you're going to have to put in grueling amount of hours to yeah. make it work. Like if you're not willing to put that effort in, like simply put, you're not going to build a, a business. I mean, maybe no. maybe my assumption is not, maybe my assumption isn't so correct, but you have to put in so much work to make your dream happen. That's just the reality. It is.
0: And, and you know, when I'll create content online and I'll basically say that a lot of people will almost attack me for saying it because they don't (laughs) want to hear that. And I'm like, listen, I'm not, I'm not like biased with this. Like, I'm just telling you what I know to be true. Take, you know, do with it what you will. But I do believe at any point to have a business that's making half a million dollars per year, you're going to have some sacrifice on the up and coming with it. And then there's always still a stress to it. And now we'll start talking about agency management, you know, if you're not necessarily doing the writing all the time, that doesn't mean you're not still constantly babysitting your business. You can't Mm -hmm. just like, I think people think because of the four hour work week, you're just like, bye guys, I'll be back in a month. And like, that's not how it goes. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Yeah. No, you have to, you have to kind of go with the flow. If if you want to do kind of what you and me are doing, you have to just go with the flow, support your demand, bring on people as and when you need. And Don't people shouldn't be worried about hiring people like it's actually easier to find people than you think. And you don't need to have people yeah. ready before you have the demand. You can just bring people on along the way. And I actually found a, a, a lot of my writers in your Facebook group. And that's a godsend, that that group. It's amazing. Oh I, my God. I, I love that. I actually hired a graphic designer from yeah. your group yesterday. So, yeah, it's great. Oh, my God. You know what? That gives
0: me an idea. Maybe I should be, like, posting about that. Like, come join my Facebook group and, like, yeah. tap into talent or something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of inappropriate in a weird way, but I'll we'll, we'll make it sound better, all right, when I have time. But, <laughs> all right, so people always say to me, I need help. Where did you find your writers? They always say that to me. Where did you find your writers? For me, I just go on Instagram. I literally mm-hmm. post on my Instagram story. I'm hire, I'm looking to hire, and I will get 200 Resumes in my email. I understand I have, you know, a bigger social following than a lot of people, so maybe that's easy for me. But I still Mm -hmm. believe the average person could just go on to LinkedIn and Mm. post like, "I'm looking for a part-time writer to help me out." I just believe someone would still contact
1: them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's so many ways to find to find talent um i aside from your facebook group the main platform i used was indeed so indeed Mm. is a great way to find more writers you honestly get so many applicants within hours actually as as soon as i posted a few of my jobs i i think within two days I had about 300 applicants and it's interesting that you said that you were looking through 200 resumes because I actually mm-hmm. don't look at resumes at all all I oh, care no, is I'm sure you don't I'm yeah I'm sure you're just saying that as in, in no, terms yeah, yeah. Of the application process but yeah I don't look at resumes at all I honestly I don't care what credentials anyone has I'm sure you don't no. either If they can write, they can write. Show me your sample work. Show me some blogs that you've written, website content, product descriptions, whatever. Show me your skill and if you're versatile, and I'll hire you. The only thing I look at on a resume, if anyone's listening
0: to this, is I look at the graphic effort that went into the resume. Like, I I look at if they made an effort to make it look clean and nice, because there is some Mm -hmm. element of that to delivering an ebook or a blog. There can't just be like missing spaces and stuff. I look for that. I don't care anything else in the resume. I don't care where you worked. I don't care where you went to college at all. I then go to the writing samples. If I like what I see, then I give them two live Fiverr orders that I pay them for regardless if I hire them or not. Mm -hmm. And I'll typically give that Fiverr order to like three of them, you know, so I'll, I'll be able to pick, you know, generally one of them will do it good enough that I can then deliver it on Fiverr and I'll pay all three of them. So I'll like lose out on money when I'm finding them, but not a lot. And it's That's my
1: system. I don't know if you give them tests like that. I, yeah, I do give tests and usually they're also live orders on Fiverr. I actually don't pay for the test, but I don't always make them do the full order. Like I'll make them do like a few hundred words of it, for example, kind of like a snippet of the whole thing. Most people are happy to move forward with that. That's just worked for me right now. I, I find it, I think it would be too difficult for me to to try and onboard people and pay everyone because I, I really want to give everyone a chance yeah. and I like to see, see how people do. So I, yeah, I guess I just give out sometimes I give out the same order to a few different writers and see who does it best.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then I put my people into Slack. Do
1: you use a, like a Slack yeah. channel? Yeah, I use Slack. Exactly. Oh my gosh, I love Slack, and I really want to upgrade um, because there's some other clients that I have, and you know, there's a feature where you can invite them to your board or something like that. But yeah, I think it would be too difficult for me to do that because I have so many freelance writers in my platform; it would just be so expensive. But yeah, Slack is yeah. amazing.
0: For me, I've always maintained a small amount at a time for a while. I just had one writer who was amazing. He was with me for almost three years. He actually just left last month to take a full-time job. That was a huge blow to me because this guy knew everything about my business. Me, like, I don't have to explain anything to him. So I now currently work with just three, three women, actually. So I don't know. do Do you keep more typically?
1: Yeah, so I we have a few kind of full-time writers, if you want to say that, even though it's freelance, there's still kind of a few full-time people. And then we do have like a bunch of other people who are like either specialists in their industries or generalists even just so we have backups should anyone should anything go wrong should something not be available I prefer to have more people available than work just because I, I'm really bad under pressure sometimes and I I just want to know that there's somebody there who can help if I really need them so I have about 50 people in my slack right now
0: wow okay so you're inspiring me now to go back to my resume pile and maybe get a few more (laughs) we had our first situation actually two days ago where i had to step in and do a bunch of them because everyone took time off at the same time so i was Mm -hmm. like all right maybe i need to get a few more in here so that that you know that doesn't happen in the future because i'm just like i don't want to write the crowdfunding campaigns anymore for the (laughs) love of god (laughs) please right now so i have brie she does the allocation of the work for me it's so like right now while we're chatting she's literally in my fiverr allocating the
1: work do you have like an agency manager or is it yes, you i do yeah so initially it started out as just me and actually one of my best friends from back in the uk and we both worked for the same agency before this whole fiverr thing happened so we both had experience in copywriting already, and. Things like that. So he was he was a great help at the start. And then he ended up doing more writing. And as the demand picked up and picked up, I ended up hiring an operations manager. And she is amazing. I, I could not do this without yeah. her. She is like incredible. And I, I really hope she sticks around. I love her.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Like that's me. Because I haven't really, tr- you know, w- wanted to trust anyone going into my Fiverr. But Brie, I'm at her house right now, who's my best friend from my like, childhood. Yeah. I trust her going into it. So it's perfect. She like quit her job, literally, to come work with me full time in June. And I have more like free time than I've ever had before. When I say free time, I'm still literally doing stuff like eight hours a day, but I consider a busy day like a 16 hour day. Mm-hmm. So there's like I'm I'm like making like candles now and stuff because I don't even
1: know what to do with myself. <laughs> I'm like used to dying. Before really, that, you're really into your <laughs> holistic healthcare and I also make yes. in <laughs> Yeah.
0: I mean if you want any of the recipes or whatever, like hit me Please. up because I'm I don't even know what to do with my time. Yeah, because I I'm used to having died in the past. So Wizard of Content is your own copyright international copywriting agency. I yes. love that. you are the ceo of so when did you launch that and when did you get the idea for it
1: yeah so this was all kind of in conjunction with the fiverr account so wizard of content primarily we function you know through the leads that we have on fiverr but we're actually trying to move a little bit away from that so i still think we'll be using fiverr for the foreseeable future i don't have plans to come off the platform At all right now, but should everything go well with kind of client outreach and sales on the wizard of content side of things as an actual agency with no relation to Fiverr, then perhaps we will move off at some point so yeah you know all the writers in my team are doing orders from fiverr but we also do have a few retainer clients outside fiverr i'm just trying to ba- to balance the playing field a little bit so you know whether that's 50 yeah. income from fiverr 50 income from wizard of content and hopefully it will kind of the scales will tip a little bit as time passes but we've just started doing the outreach now i've just finished my new website so everything's ready to go we have our strategies in place and i'm just fingers crossed it works out so So, yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's that's so smart. And people always say to me, you know, they get nervous just relying on Fiverr. So in your case, Fiverr Mm -hmm. came first and then the off Fiverr brand came second, right? That's what I always say to people. Just get on Fiverr first. Just go on it. It is free. (laughs) Yeah. And the rest will just literally fall into place. I mean,
1: that's essentially what happened
0: here. It will. It will. And
1: also, I'm actually thinking of creating an account on Upwork. I'm not sure mm. how it's going to work out, and obviously, it's. I'm not really excited by the fact that they take twenty percent of your of your profits, but yeah, apparently, it's quite good to find warm leads, and it makes sense, you know. So I'm, I might give it a go and see how things work out. I, I think I made an account on Upwork around the same time as I made my Fiverr account in 2020 last year, so. Yeah. I didn't, it didn't really work out for me at the time, but I'm gonna make a new account under the agency's name and see how things work out. It might work, it might not. Yeah. You gotta try, right?
0: I, I have been actually considering the same, but I've been, okay. cause Bri, I have Brie and, you know, three new writers, they're all brand new. So I've just been kind of giving them like some time to just get used to the system and everything. So I don't want to like overwhelm them and have anyone quit or anything. Yeah. But I think Bree's like all settled in now. So I'm gonna be like, all right, do you want an Upwork profile? and also linkedin service pages they they said they were going to launch their freelancing platform this month but it doesn't appear that that happened yeah, i'm guessing so like i didn't that. see
1: that it's a shame
0: yeah. yeah i mean i'm excited for when they do cuz i do believe there's going to be a lot of business flowing through that and i think a lot of mm-hmm. higher paying clients will be flowing through that platform probably what december i'm guessing now they've pushed it to
1: yeah, I think so. There's, there's just a different client base on LinkedIn. So I think it's important to also use different channels and just see what works best for you because you're going to have to do you know, trial and error, see where you have the, most, the highest success rate. So I'm definitely going to wow. try a few different platforms and channels and see which works best for me. For
0: the clients that you manage outside of Fiverr, because I have a few too. They're just kind of floating around like my email inbox. I could be way better about organizing them. People would probably want to ask you, how do you organize the clients outside of Fiverr? Like is there a payment processing site you use or anything? Yes.
1: Yeah, so currently we use Stripe to process payments. You know, it's super fast mm-hmm. and easy to use. They take a 3% fee on per transaction, but way better than what you have in Fiverr and and people know the Stripe brand so they're more comfortable paying that so I would rather Mm -hmm. my client feel comfortable and I take a slight loss rather than asking them to pay me as like PayPal friends and family for example not that PayPal is untrustworthy but I I think it's it's just more professional to use a more credible platform for payments especially when you're outside of like a third party so yeah. yeah, using Stripe to process payments and then we're also using we're using Trello to manage the content management, but we're also mm-hmm. thinking of moving over to Monday because we've kind of got to the point where Trello's mm-hmm. not really working out so much anymore. And Monday seems to be it seems to be yeah. better suited to larger organizations. So we're going to test it out. We're kind of better testing it right now with a few of our full-time writers and we're going to see how yeah. things work out. And I hope it does. I hope it does.
0: Yeah, I've been in Monday doing work for PR clients outside of Fiverr. I've been in their Mondays and it's pretty straightforward how work's allocated and you can even like, you know, assign it to each person. They can give you an update on the status Mm -hmm. of it. I would probably use that one if I was trying to scale Mm -hmm. an outside of Fiverr thing. (laughs) I'm I'm, like at an impasse with all my writing stuff right now. I'm just like (laughs) deciding what I want to do because I'm at a point now where I've saved a lot of the money that I've made. And I'll ask you this question too, Mm -hmm. because you're making a ton of money right now. Are there any special investments that you're trying to make with it? Or is there anything you're doing to manage that money? Or are you just letting it kind of chill? Because that's what I did for a few years because I was like freaked
1: out almost. And now I'm like doing stuff with it. You know what? It's funny you say that because I actually forget to pay myself. Like, I know this sounds so bad, but I have a business bank account. Obviously, all the money from my Fiverr kind of flows through to Payoneer, which then flows through to my UK bank account, but I just forget to pay myself. I've just like, I just keep the money like piling up in there and then I pay my employees through yeah. that account, but I don't pay myself. And I know that's a really stupid idea and I'm probably going to regret yeah. doing that, but I'm going to get back into, I'm going to get back into paying myself more regularly, but I just had kind of money piling up into that account. But regarding the investments, I, I have actually made, it's not the a typical investment that you're thinking of, but I have just paid like a quite a lot of money to set up my company in Dubai. So I've just set up my company there. Yeah. You know what? My company is 100% digital. Everyone's remote. I'm actually also moving around all over the place. So if if I'm going to be moving somewhere else, I'd rather just... Deal with, yeah. deal with my own taxes rather than dealing with changing corporation tax and setting up my business somewhere again you know yeah. it makes more sense mm-hmm. for me to base my company in like a, a free zone or you know somewhere where we're not restricted restricted <laughs> restricted geographically so that's what yeah. i've done for now and i hope it works out i think you know i, I chose between that or gibraltar in hindsight, maybe Gibraltar would have been a better option because it's kind of UK based, but we've gone with Dubai for now, see how it works out and yeah, I hope it pays off.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I, you always hear of that when people are like, set up a business in Dubai, but I've never actually met someone who's who's going through with it. So yeah. it's, is it a complicated and expensive
1: process to do that? You know what? It's not complicated because I'm paying a consulting company to do everything for me and they've made it so Ah. easy. Yeah, they've made it so easy. So it's everything's fine on my end. I've just been signing papers and sending it their way and just kind of going with the flow. But I'm going to have to go out there to kind of get my ID card and my bank account. I think next month, which is exciting. But yeah, Yeah. I'm just hoping it all works out
0: that's awesome so i guess to wrap it up we'll have more fun topics here like how has your life changed from this and and this money like what what are like the good sides of this what about your life is like better and easier now
1: yeah i just don't even know where to start i think an obvious answer answer would be the fact that i have so much more freedom i don't have anyone to report to i'm Mm -hmm. my own boss and this is you know everyone's dream everyone wants to have their own company or just maybe if they don't have their own company, but just be a freelancer and have the freedom, go wherever you want, not be restricted and so many areas. And I just, I, I feel like I was, there's so much that I'm grateful for and just being able to live my dream. And I've always wanted to have a company, but I kind of never really knew where to start. And everything with starting my fiber account just rolled over and everything fell into place. So yeah. I just think, I think I feel like, I feel very happy right now because, you know, when people say, you know, you're put here on the planet for a reason. Everyone has mm-hmm. a purpose. I, I really feel like I found my purpose now. So I'm very happy about that. <laughs> oh,
0: I want to give you like a hug right oh, now. like through the, hug. Through the That's so amazing. I love when people tell me they're like, I feel like I found my purpose because there's no better feeling, you know, no yeah. amount of money, no amount of anything can compare yeah. to feeling like you're doing what you're supposed to do for now anyway i I do believe it can change, but yeah 100%. that's awesome. <laughs> is your family and everyone like supportive of you with it have you have you had any like friends get kind of
1: jealous or you know any pushback? No, I've not really had any friends getting jealous everyone's everyone's so supportive. My family is so supportive me- and my dad, me and my dad are in kind of a competition because he's like, Oh, I think you're going to hit a million before me. And we just we, <laughs> me and my dad are both very business driven. I definitely get my work ethic yeah. from him. And, you know, I, I was the only person in my family who went to university out of me and my siblings. And, yeah, me and, me and my dad have a lot in common and we're both very business-driven and he's he's so supportive of me and he's really happy that I finally found something that works for me. So I'm sure he'll be yeah. an investor in my company one day. <laughs> oh
0: man, that's amazing. Yeah, I remember when you were DMing me, what was it, a year ago or not yeah. even, like this past spring with the questions, I was like, I may have finally met someone else in the world that is as hungry and driven as me. Because <laughs> I, I remember you'd be like, what about this? I just got this. What about this? And I'm like, yeah. wow, this woman is like, <laughs> is going to set the world on fire. I was well, like, I think I just met my match. I think she, yeah. I found her.
1: Oh, I love that. No, we, we definitely have that in common. We're both so driven and tenacious. Yeah. And I think yeah. one of my best qualities is that I'm a doer. Like if I say I will do something, yeah. I will do it. Like, I, I think if you want something, and yeah. you will always find a route to get there. And if you don't, then either you didn't try hard enough or you didn't, yeah, maybe yeah. you didn't plan properly or you don't want it enough. You know, there's so many things like that, but yeah, no, being a, totally. being a doer is, is, a, a cru- is a, is a crucial trait to have in business.
0: Absolutely. No, I mean, I, all the time when I'll meet people who aren't really ready to be doers and they're like, do you think I'll be successful at freelancing? And I'm like, I'm not God, I don't know, but you do have to adopt a certain amount of I'm going to make sure this gets done today and that's final. That's how I am in my head. If I decide I want something or if I decide I'm going to fix something, there is no, well, what if I don't fix it? Nope, that doesn't exist. It shall be fixed. That's yeah. just like how I
1: There's no think. other option.
0: <laughs> no. So to end this, for everyone listening, what would be three tips you would give someone who wants to get on Fiverr
1: and and make all of this happen for themselves? I think, firstly, it should start with the obvious. Just have good gig photos. Have a picture of yourself on the gig and just make... make make sure the buyer feels comfortable working with you. Because if you just have like something you've made on Clipart, if anyone even uses that or Canva, like (laughs) it's a random picture with saying freelance writer. Like I don't think people are going to be feel enticed to click on that. So put a name to the user, put a face to the username and make people trust you. Second on Fiverr, respond to people quickly. I think my response time is under one hour. And part of my success on Fiverr is being able to, reply to people very quickly keep things moving that's so important yeah and finally just be ready for a heavy workload like hopefully if you if people get enough orders just keep going keep delivering things yeah. in a timely manner the highest quality you can maybe even send your work to a parent or a friend to check it before you submit it back to the client and just keep people happy keep communication going and you should i really don't think you'll have a problem honestly There you have it. Honestly, I feel like there should be more press about you out there with
0: the records that your profile is breaking. Maybe this podcast will help. Because I feel like there should be like a big news article about this. Have you ever considered writing to Fiverr and like
1: pitching anything? Well, yeah, me and Fiverr actually work together sometimes. So they actually got me a press release with a company in the UK. So I actually speak directly with their PR company. So you know, maybe I can speak with them again, and they can. Do another story, but we have already been in contact. Yeah. And I, I actually was okay. on the, uh, the CEO of Fiverr picked me to be on the front cover of their investor magazine last month, which was so exciting. <laughs> oh my God. I feel like you have to. Sh- I f- did you share this on Instagram?
0: No, I, I didn't, didn't see well. it. I don't know why. <laughs> I feel like you <laughs> underutilize your Instagram. I'm like, no. hey Georgia, you want to share yeah. this. I would, I would have posted that. I had no
1: idea. You have cool. to send me that. That's amazing. Oh sure. yeah. I'll send that to you. But I do agree. I, there are times where I, I start, I start thinking about posting freelance videos and things like that, but I, I don't know what it is. I just, I just hold off from doing it. Right. I just, maybe I don't have the mental capacity to think of new ideas all the time, but on the other hand, maybe if I post one video and I'll hold myself accountable and stay consistent about it, but I'll, I'll definitely yeah. try start that, I promise. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It's like, you don't even have to do that,
0: but just like throw yourself a bone sometimes, yeah. you know, be like, no. oh, let this or whatever, let, let people know. Okay, so for everyone listening, where can they go
1: to do business with you and where can they go to follow you on social media? Sure. So you can follow me on social media at Georgia Emily Austin or my business page at Wizard of Content. And same for Wizard of Content, you can find us on wizardofcontent.com. There's a few different contact forms on there, whether you want to be a client of ours, whether you want to set up, set up a call with us, or if you even want to apply to be a writer for the team. So there's a few different contact forms on there. And yeah, I guess, I guess that's everything. <laughs>
0: All right, we're definitely gonna have to do a part two to this because I feel like you are a wealth of information with just being like a massive success story on Fiverr. But we will end it here. So Georgia,
1: my friend, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. And yeah, I would love to do another one. Hopefully people would like to hear another episode, maybe season three.